I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to The Front Free, the new-ish football podcast from me, Adam Boltwood, the one and only Lawrence McKenna. What are you going to say when it's not new? Hmm? I don't know. I really don't know. Fresh. And uh, there you go, there he is, the stat man himself, Dave O'Brien. Hello, good evening, good morning, or good night. Spending morning yesterday, I like that. Uh, so on this week's show, we're going to be talking about whether Real Madrid were right to sack Carlo Ancelotti, plus we've got transfer news, we're answering your questions, and as always, we've got the talking points to round off the show. But first up, as always, thank you for listening to The Front Free. got to say, we really appreciate all the support we're getting on Twitter Doing and yeah. social media. So you get any nice messages, Lawrence, on Twitter? Um, yeah, every week, just people just... Yeah. coming along and interacting fantastic um, people being nice thanks for coming in. do you have to say though if you are listening on iTunes please do us a quick favour and rate the podcast and if you're feeling particularly generous you could even write us a little review have, so, have, has anyone written a review yes oh. so Go speaking on. of people who have written a little review here, here comes five minutes where you, you'll never get your life back come on easy squirty cheese said top football banter thank you very much great Todders that, that would make unsubscribe or not want to subscribe Todd, at all go on Todders97 said look forward to the pod every week that That's good. Positive. Yeah, yeah. That's very nice. Pop yeah, culture. Some say they structured their week around it. Do you Pop hear culture that? said in-depth analysis and full of Northern Daves. There's Brilliant. Only, there's only one. Fantastic. But, uh, and Ad Youngy said, this is my favourite podcast going. So thank you very much to all can you guys who've written reviews start, if, and if, rated. If you if you do listen to another podcast, what do you mm. listen to? Do you listen to other... You were saying... Are you you're talking to me? Or are you yeah, talking, we were sitting on the roof of your you're work You're talking tonight. to me right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. You're asking yeah, me. Yeah, what do you listen oh, to? Oh, there's a podcast called Second Captains, which is kind of Irish Times. Irish. Because your girlfriend's Irish, so I have to listen to Irish stuff. Really? Uh, Dave? Yes. Um, I like a bit of a football ramble. Oh, Dave, don't knock it. Okay. Until you've tried it. A bit of football, football ramble, ramble. Dave. I like the football ramble oh, as well. Oh, yeah, I do like the football And I love Football Weekly. And uh, I used to love a football report. Does anyone else used to listen to no, no, I didn't. No, no, no. don't know if it's still around, but it was great when it was around. So, right, on with the show. We're going to do an end of the season review after the Champions League final. But right now, the big news in the aftermath of all the European leagues wrapping up is Real Madrid's decision to sack Carlo Ancelotti. Big. Big news. So despite winning the decima last season and the uh, Super Cup and the Club World Cup this season, it seems the failure to win the league has cost him his job. He's not won the league many times in his career, you know. Only three. A possible 18 seasons. So he's he's not the best when it comes to league management. I think that comes down to him, you know, being a cup manager. That's what he is. Well, I mean, he has won three leagues, Dave. 
He's won three Champions League, which is only matched by uh, Sir Bob Paisley. Is it Sir Bob Paisley? Sir Bob Paisley, yeah. 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 Which wow. is an absolute so. outstanding record. But mm. I think it's it's a little bit unfair, considering the dominance of Real Madrid have had with Barcelona in La Liga and who, Atletico, obviously. Who do you win the league with? AC? AC. PSG. 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 Real Madrid, Chelsea. Chelsea. He did not. He's oh, not won it. He's not, not won it. Real Madrid. Not obviously, yeah, that's yeah. why he's got sacked. Um, and, and, um, and Chelsea, of course. That, I mean, that's success in itself, isn't it? I mean, to win it wow. in, three, in three separate countries. Yeah, but over twenty years as a manager, you'd argue that. That's yeah, but the phrase to throw enough shit at a wall" doesn't seem to apply to Carlo Ancelotti, <laughs> does it? So, but do, do you think they're right to sack him then, Lawrence? No, I mean, I th- you know, if you take anything short term enough, then you'll mm. be able to say, "Well, it was terrible, wasn't it?" Um, that he, they, he again, he took them on a great Champions League run. Um, I, the, the difference is who they're replacing with, right? Um, and it's what their vision is for the club. Mm-hmm. And I think you know the vision from Carlo Ancelotti was to play sometimes football that you know, wasn't maybe that maximizing what they had in the side. He didn't always manage to maximize it, which confused me because I thought if anyone could have done it, it would be Carlo Ancelotti. Well, he got the best out of them, didn't he? When when Mourinho was at uh, Real Madrid, they were a bit bitty and you know they were a bit horrible, and the media didn't like them in Spain. They you know they were against Barcelona they're very foul and that type of thing Carlo Ancelotti came in played a more possession style last season which yeah. worked really well obviously did win La Decima last year which is an absolutely brilliant achievement but I think you've got to potentially you've got to blame some of the players for not performing at the same level as they did last season some of the signings I think you've got to blame that are obviously out of Ancelotti's hands you know the likes of Di Maria going and, and uh, Alonso going and the signings of uh, James yeah. potentially you know they, Anthony Cruz they've, they've replaced well, players with the wrong players in a way well, when you say the wrong players, do you mean? I mean, this is partly it, isn't it? Is we're we're looking at it on a timeline of saying, um, first of all, you know, Carlo Ancelotti, what he did in that time. Also, we're we're imagining, you know, did Carlo decide to sign those players, or was he told, look, these are the guys we're going to sign. That's what you're going to play with. This is what we want to play. We think you're the most. We think you're the best guy to try and get that result. Well, isn't and it? And evaluating him from that, then you think, well, you know, you haven't done terribly, but you still haven't won the league with a, a war chest which is mm. massive. But then you think. Well, if someone else is equipping, it's, it's, put it this way, it's like playing COD, right? But someone goes, right, you're going to have a FAMAS instead of a... Mate, you just lost me completely. Okay. <laughs> but there's going to be a lot of people... Like, you've, got, you've got one rifle when actually you want another one. And what I'm right, saying right, is right. Colin Ancelotti maybe wanted a different kind of rifle. Yeah. I mean, you know, you look at his AC Milan midfield, you look at his PSG midfield, you look at his Chelsea midfield, very different to the midfields that he's got at this season's Real Madrid. And so his structures mm. that he's had before have been quite different. Mm. And maybe that's why we're seeing a different result here. Well, yeah, I think the problem is that, like you're saying, Carlo Ancelotti does not control the transfer policy. There is no That's strategy true. in terms of playing style for the club. Yeah. Well, no, there is. What's it, the playing it, style? Of well, it's very openly aggressive. It's it's one that's a, it's a Galactico playing style. It's I an think. attacking style. I mean, yeah. That's what it is. I think what they want is they want attacking, but they also mm. want it to be incredibly aggressive football. And I think mm. you know that's why Ronaldo is such a great player. Is because what, I don't mean aggressive in the sense of well, I mean I do mean aggressive if you look at Pepe. But I mean I on the on Football Daily the other day I compared Ronaldo to Michael Jordan. Um, and the the product and the right. brand that they were building, right, right. and what my point there was was you know that that kind of football or that kind of tenacity is exactly the kind of thing Real Madrid want. They want it to look effort. But basically, Real Madrid's a swan, yeah, and they want to be gliding on the surface, but they're working so incredibly hard, and that's why Iguain didn't fit in at the club, and that's why certain players have to go because they don't fit the ideology that Real have got. But what you're saying to me is what I'm saying is it speaks to the wider problem. So. What I want to know is... But it's not a wider problem. No, well, you'd say the wider problem is that... Not for them. Like they had Angel Di Maria last year, Xabi Alonso, these players were sold. The balance of the squad was 
put off kill to bring in James Rodriguez, like you're saying. Yeah. These were all Florentino Perez, the club's president, signings. He didn't. Ancelotti, I assume, had some input. Yeah. But the the common perception is that he's the guy who controls the transfers, Perez, and he sort of dictates the policy. So okay. do you think it's unfair for Ancelotti to have been sacked in light of the fact that the players have been it's sold from under him? Fair players unfair. have been bring- He's, well, not, yeah, he's not been sacked. I imagine that this would have been... I mean, he they, was sacked. No, yeah, but he was sacked. But the point is that, you know, I mean, it, is he... It, is that down to a gentleman? We can say sacked. Do you in think it was comments. the right decision? He was let go. Do you go. think it was the right decision? In, in their eyes, it will be. No, in your eyes, is it the right decision to sack Carl Ancelotti? I don't know who they're going to replace him with. That's the problem. I think That's the problem. We don't he's going to... No Rafael one, Benitez they, they is going to replace him. Okay, so in that case, so no, I think they were wrong to move on from Carl Ancelotti. Yeah, oh, right. Because I think in years to come, Rafa may be... Actually, no, you know what? No, I, I think it's just the wrong decision. But we'll evaluate Rafa in a minute. Yeah, 100%. I think that the, uh, what Ancelotti gets away with a lot is his world-cast players that are under him at that time. You know, the likes of Kaká at AC Milan, mm-hmm. Ronaldo at Real Madrid, Drogba at um, Chelsea, Zlatan Ibrahimovic mm-hmm. at PSG. It, it's just, it seems like he can't tweak it when it's not going right. Like, he's brilliant when he, when the side's, like, got confidence and they're playing really nice football like they were last season. They were breaking brilliantly. Mm-hmm. But it's when, when the changes have got to be made and the tactical little tweaks that have got to be made. For example, the game against Juventus, you know, the amount of times Real Madrid crossed from deep positions, it was ridiculous. There was nothing else. There was no, we're going to go sort of a 4-2-4, we're going to change up the system, we're going to change to a dime. And, you know, there's so many different things that he could have done in that game and he didn't do anything. The system was the same at the start as at the end. But it's that refusal to move, isn't it, Dave, that maybe drew Real Madrid Madrid in because they they want a manager who's going to build a force and not just someone who goes, right, what are these guys doing here? They just go, we've gone through you. We've gone through you. work. That's the thing. And with the the emergence of Atletico Madrid last season, Mm -hmm. they absolutely did Madrid playing a defensive style. You know, in the league, we saw over 38 games that exactly. Madrid couldn't keep up that consistency and then Atletico could keep up the consistency. Madrid well, sort of put their foot off the pedal in the league in February. They just gave up. And that's why they did so well in the Champions League, because yeah. they were fresh. Because yeah. they just didn't give... You know, they're playing the likes of Cordoba or... You know, no, no disrespect Granada. for those clubs or Granada, but yeah. they aren't up to the standard of, you know, of the Champions League people like you this season, Juventus. Just, I mean, no, those teams just aren't up to the standard of the, the overall mm. Premier League, I think. And I think that's part of the point, is that, you know players are probably going to score a lot of goals against teams that represent somewhat of a semi-pro level in England yeah. at some point. That's maybe disrespectful to pros and maybe, you know, I don't watch enough La Liga to be able to evaluate them fully, but that that's from what I'm going on. Um, do you want to talk Rafa? No, I don't. Not yet. <laughs> All right, wicked. <laughs> don't want to talk because about it. Because it does so. perfectly on, though. No, but what I wanted to, I just want to talk a little bit about the structure of the club. So mm-hmm. they're bringing in another coach. So on average, uh, a Madrid coach lasts just a year and four months. Mm-hmm. That's all they last. Not long. You've got to get some big ideas in quickly. Yeah, Swans die quickly. Yeah. Swans die quickly. <laughs> so, so he outlasted most coaches. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, Mourinho was the longest serving coach of the last sort of 20 years. He was three years, Mourinho. Well, that's the interesting side. I mean, that's, that's a Mourinho life cycle, essentially. Yeah, yeah. of course. But what, how much of a problem do you think... Uh, Florentino Perez is at the I club. think you're looking at it from the wrong angle. Do you not think? Do you, do you think well, so? no, I, I guess that's the point. It's from the outside. But okay. what, is, what I'm trying to say, Real Madrid have won one title in the last seven years. Yeah. Okay. What is, for Real Madrid Dominant from the Barcelona president, side. do you have any, yeah, of course. They've driven other teams close, let's put it that way. I mean, what they've, is, they've driven what is success and what is failure for Real Madrid? So last year, they won the, the Decima, finally, they won the European League. This season, they're two points off the league, knocked down the semi-finals. He, then, there doesn't seem to be yeah. a, a message of what is success for yeah. Real Madrid. But with that though, you could say Ancelotti bailed himself out by winning La Decima. 
Like mm. by winning he didn't that bail himself league. out. He won La Decima. But, That's not bailing himself out. But he That's bailed himself out league. domestically in terms of his La Liga performance and his you know King's Cup performance. Both yeah. not good enough. Again, Ancelotti going back to this whole league versus cup mentality for Ancelotti. He needs to, if he could improve as a manager, that's what he needs to definitely improve. And I think his obviously bringing him in and whatever is to win that trophy. Mm. So kind of maybe cutting him off in this second season is a little bit unfair. You'd think that he's won the Champions League, the greatest, probably the greatest achievement you could do in world football. And he took them very far. And he took them far this year. They got to the semi-final. They Mm. got beat by a very, very good Juventus team. Yeah. Which Narrowly. Narrowly, yeah, very narrowly. And Mm. it's, it's a bit unfair. I think Perez is a bit of a muppet. I think that his um, his signings are questionable. It seems he doesn't have a footballing brain. He doesn't seem that That's you remove one defensive midfielder and you bring bring one in. Yeah, it's a strange one. Apparently, I've got friends that are in Madrid, and they say that apparently um, he's got friends. He's not actually sure. <laughs> apparently, I've got sorry, friends. So I've, got, I've, got I've got friends in Madrid, and they, they're telling me that the being the Real Madrid president yeah. is more important to Madrid than actually being the mayor of Madrid. Yeah. It's got right. more power and it's that's crazy. Yeah, that's you, absolutely you, nuts. So that think shows the institution that Real Madrid have built. And I think maybe that's that's the that's a, that's another point here that we need to acknowledge is that the political power and the, the social power that Real Madrid carry with them in, with themselves in Madrid mm. and that's why Real Madrid Barcelona is built as such a big game and it's you know it's possibly been taken over by big brands that want to capitalise on that but part of that is um, evaluating the impact that that has on what the club's aims are Mm. and part of the club's aims is to be a socially relevant club and a club that has respect of the other clubs Mm -hmm. because one thing you can say about Madrid is in the old days they're a hugely respected side because it was like look here come Royal Madrid here come the team who represent and that's part of it is that actually no, you, they, they don't represent that very well right now. What they represent is exorbitant spending, like you say, only one title in seven years, mm-hmm. and it's this. You know, it's the same as you can ruin their party by saying you've spent all this money. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter because what they've picked is a policy that's based on money and not, and and that 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 sort of soils the achievement yeah. a little bit. What I'm trying to say is that you can switch the managers out as much as you like, but yeah. nothing's going to change at Real Madrid because of the you've still got Florentino. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So nothing feels like... You can get him Rafael Benitez, but he's only going to be there for two years. It feels like regardless of what he does. If he wins one league title in the next two years, he'll still be gone. Well, you st- well I mean, we've also got to um, acknowledge the history of Rafael Benitez with mm. Madrid and how embedded he is within Madrid culture in the first yeah. place. I mean, the guy was born in Madrid. Everything that's been critical in his life, apart from obviously Liverpool... Uh, is is Madrid based? You know, he served his national service there. I mean, if you go and read, I think Sid Lowe tweeted it out the other day, and that's where I'm getting all my ideas from with Benitez here. But obviously, I'm a Liverpool fan, so I know a bit about him in the first place. Um, you know, he he's done everything. He went to university there. He yeah. coached Real Madrid B. B yeah. His side, his Valencia side, was the side that overcame an incredible Real Madrid side. You know, and do you know why they were so good? It was because of the ideas that he developed with in Madrid and with the Real Madrid B team which was to make a side that would just go through someone else and, and that Valencia side just took other teams apart do you know why? they had a 22 man reasonably small squad mm-hmm. they had a 22 man squad and his complaint when he left Valencia was I asked for a lamp and they, uh, I asked for a sofa and they gave me a lamp which basically is I asked for investment in what I want and they didn't give it to me in the right way they gave me the wrong tools and that's what worries me about Rafa yeah do you think he's going to have the opposite problem though well this guy's walking into a fucking sofa store isn't he he's got he's going to ask for he's got Ronaldo he's got these it's interesting that you know I mean ironically they've sold the guy that Rafa made into the player that he is now Mm. partly Xabi Alonso Mm -hmm. um, and Arbaloa as well you know could possibly be on his way but I mean 
that's interesting. What's Rafa going to do there? And, and we've had, I mean, we've really seen the downfall of Rafa over the last few years, tactically. You know, we've seen him found out by other people when he hasn't had what he wanted. And that's yeah. been the point with him, is that Rafa, when he hasn't performed well, has not had the sofa, he's had the lamp. But Madrid is his la- Madrid is his uh, Madrid is his sofa. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because right. it's comfortable. <laughs> no, the yeah, analogy no, works. I, I just I just like that. I like the metaphors we're bringing in. But, but it works. And, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And that, but that's what we'll see is will if we get Rafa in, will mm. we see a kind of investment which brings more functional players in, mm-hmm. which then allow these other players to do well. One thing uh, Rafa did brilliantly at, v- at Valencia was bring through Spanish players. It will not bring them through, but sort of get the best out of them in Who's a way. The keeper. Um, the blonde. The blonde uh, keeper. No, Canizares? Canizares, something like that. Was it Canizares? Something. I think it was. Let me look it up because he yeah. was one of my favourite goalkeepers. He was fantastic on Pro Good air, great air. Yeah, yeah, blonde, but very blonde. The likes of Mr. Pablo Amar, he got the best out of these players and it'll be interesting to see what he does at Real because Rafa Benitez likes a holding midfielder. Real Madrid, like we mentioned before, don't have a holding midfielder. So mm. he's that's one player that he's going to have to go and get the, the president to buy for him, a holding midfielder. Who's going to play number 10? That's another big question. Rafa Benitez always plays a number 10 or a second sort of striker. You know, who's going to play there? Hamas Rodriguez, Cruz, you know, Ronaldo could go there. There's so many players that Gareth Bale could fit in that position. There's so many questions that, that he's going to have to answer. And I don't think that, like we mentioned before, there's enough functional players in this Real Madrid side to work for Rafa Benitez. You know, the, the, this bloody team is amazing. It's a, it's a it quality team. Canizares, Ayala. It's two, I mean, Albelda and Bar- Barajar. Just, just get Baraka. Baraka. Just, go, just going off on an absolute tangent. Yeah. On my game of foot manager, he's my under 19s coach. Who? Rafa. Baraka. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, uh, quality. <laughs> and then up front is Mista. Do you remember Mista? Ooh. He's the one I was talking about. You, top scorer that season. Do you remember Vicente? Is it Vicente? Vicente. Vicente. Uh, I say Vicente. Yeah. Vicente. Um, obviously, Imar and then. But the point was with Rafa, he had a twenty-two, roughly a twenty-two-man mm. squad. And that's what he was trying to build at Liverpool. Never quite built it. Yeah. But basically, players that could swap in and out, and no matter what he'd basically be able to go through the other team. So, uh, you know, he would tactically acknowledge them, but he'd still play quite an aggressive style of football. And that's what I'm thinking is, if Real Madrid equip Rafa correctly, they've got a good combination. They've got a coach that will fit. Going back to that whole holding midfielder point, we look at that team. That team, the the Valencia team of the the early... um, 2000s. 2000s, yeah, 2000s. You know, Baraka and uh, the other lad, David... Albelda. Albelda. Yeah. Two brilliantly strong physical central midfielders. He doesn't have that at Real Madrid now. He's going to have to get that into his squad. And then that leaves only four slots for all those attacking players that he's got. He's got a lot of questions to answer, Rafa, in the summer. Hell of a lot of questions. It's going to be interesting. interesting, It's going to be very interesting to see how he gets on. Um, Okay. We've got Modric alongside someone else. Sorry, mate. It would be interesting to see whether (laughs) Ilra Mende. starts to play again because he'd be someone that would fit Rafa Benitez. And if Ronaldo likes Isco. Isco's number it could play number could 10 Lucas could Silver as well Lucas Silver was almost overlooked by Ancelotti at times yeah. well, he came in didn't he played against Schalke in the Champions League mm. and then that was it well, well, off. see you later see you later pal well then they were saying if obviously they won't get rid of Xabi Alonso back but it, is it Modric and who in midfield that's true Gareth Barry but then Modric again isn't in that mould of being a strong defensive midfielder is he he's a, he's a brilliant player but will he be moved on well, that was a great Valencia team though wasn't it we'll have to see how he gets on next season um, but they have a big Footballing event this week is, of course, the Europa League final, which is oh. going on tonight. Which Rafa Benitez could have been playing in. Playing in? Well, managing <laughs> him. You know what, I mean, you know what oh, I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, Rafa so, Benitez could have been playing uh, in yeah, if he yeah, registered, but he didn't. I and mean, that's why he's not there. But the one and only David O'Brien is going to give us a little uh, tactical preview of the match. Okay. So, we have uh, the final 
in Warsaw. Yeah. Stadium so, that you've been to, right, been to Lawrence? Stadium. It's a beautiful stadium. It has a closing roof, so if it rains, no need to worry. It gets very hot in there, though. Oh, nice. Lovely. Do you know what? In the middle of the summer, it's fantastic. Warsaw, brilliant place to what go about to. the game that's coming up? Yeah, but no, I'm just... I'm just <laughs> no, you set the scene. If you, go, if you go on the outside, it's red and white. It's lovely. Just like Poland's Ooh. flag. Beautiful. Really lovely. <laughs> and it lights up at night. Lovely. You'll see it. I mean, you'll see that in the final. Dave. I'm just setting the scene yeah. for Ooh. Dave to say how it'll tactically play out. Well, we've got Sevilla versus Dnipro. An interesting tie, I think. They both play a similar 4-2-3-1 system. Mm-hmm. Sevilla's is, is quite like... The, the, the most relevant I'm sort of bringing out here is Mourinho set up into Milan, yeah. where they had Cambiasso and Thiago Motta sat behind Wesley Schneider, mm. where Cambiasso and um, Thiago Motta protected those centre-halves, Lucio and Watt Samuel, so well. And then they let Schneider just drift around, chill yeah. around. That's very, very similar to what we're going to see from this Sevilla t- Who side. Who plays that? So you've got Eva Benega, mm-hmm. who's playing the Schneider role that Rakitic played last season. Obviously, Rakitic moving to Barcelona now. Absolutely brilliant. Even Benega's had an interesting league season. He's been all right, but he's really, really shone in the Europa League. Then you'll have two defensive midfielders, mm-hmm. um, you know, either Abora and Bia, uh, ex Reading star Daniel Kareko. Really? Could be fitting in there. And there's a Polish lad who has a very, very difficult name to pronounce. All right. Give well, it a go, Dave. Go on. Spell it. Should we, uh, should we fire <laughs> out? Hold on, hold on. Pause. We're going to go with Kai, Kai Chowrowski or something like that. Kaczorowski. Kaczorowski. There you go. Let me have a look. Right there. Kaczorowski. What? Sorry, Kaczorowski. De- Dave, know. sorry. Are you I don't even the- know how to read that, mate. It's all over the place. I think it's just Kratchalak. Kratchalak. Where'd you get the Rowski from, I don't, Dave? I don't know, mate. He's <laughs> anyway, he's he's he looks quality. He's a very, yeah. very top player. How many player. stars? He's been linked with Arsenal this season. Amazing. Top tack- I think he was one of the top tacklers in, in La Liga this season. So they have two very solid defensive midfielders to protect the back, the back two, creating sort of magic square, in a way, like Mourinho's team. They're very impressive down the flanks. Um, you know, the, the wing-backs linking up with the, with the wingers. We saw that against Fiorentina. They absolutely demolished them in the semi-finals. Pretty mm-hmm. brilliant stuff down the wing. Alex um, Vidal has been linked with Barcelona today. Um, mm-hmm. He's played right-back, right midfield for Sevilla this season. He's, I think he got two goals against, against uh, Fiorentina in the first leg. Yeah. And then they've also got Carlos Backer up front. Of course. The goal scorer. Oh, Five goals this season. Backer? Would you bet on him to score? I would bet on him to score. He's a brilliant, brilliant, aerial, he's a brilliant aerial threat. Big chap. Can finish, you know. Definitely put some money on him to score. I'd say. Yeah. Moving on to Dnipro. There's some interesting because I don't know anything about Dnipro. Do you know so what? I'm, I mean, we discussed this beforehand, and we thought this Europa League preview would be shit, but it turns out it isn't, right? And <laughs> Quite interesting. You know what I found out? Well, I mean, we found out so much here. Not only that, but you know, will Arsenal sign Kaczorowski in the off season? <laughs> Who's yeah. not even his name? Kaczorowski. There's no Kaczorowski. <laughs> but you know, that'd be, that'd what, be about, what about Dnipro? Dnipro. Well, they've been solid defensively. I think they've. They've got one of the best defensive records in the tournament, but they've only scored 15 goals in 16 games. So they have rode their luck through the competition. It's the final though, isn't it, Dave? It is the final. You only need one goal to win. You do. If you watch, watch the game against Napoli in the first leg, their keeper had an absolute worldie. Napoli were all over them. Hamzik had 100 chances. Higuain had a little battle 100? with the goalkeeper. Well, there was just a lot of chances. I was exaggerating. You know <laughs> You're I mean? a stats man. <laughs> I actually <laughs> genuinely thought... Like that, <laughs> you can't just drop stats. <laughs> like like trust it's like David Cameron being like, we'll sort the economy <laughs> somehow. Yeah, Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway yeah, moving, on. moving on. Moving so on. yeah, the, the keeper had an absolute world. The Higuain got Very denied easy. a number of times. Um, but you think you've got Kopin, Kopin Plenka, the lad that was linked with oh, Liverpool. Kopin Plenka. Kopin Plenka. Stoke. 
Stoke, what, but Stoke I mean, were what a, thrilling what this weekend, were they not? Yeah. Stoke were thrilling. They probably saw Liverpool. that game and thought, forget Liverpool, mate, I'm joining Stoke now. It, and it does look like, he's also looks like he's a, looks like he's, they're beating Spurs to him as well. Wow. Spurs and Liverpool are interested. They Something happened with the contract. And Conor Plianca's not going there anymore, he's going to Stoke. <laughs> anyway, that's probably about it with Dnipro. They're just solid defensively, they don't they counter-attack so who, reasonably well. Who do going to win then? Dave? I love their badge. It's got to be severe. It's Ooh. really got to be severe for me, you know. Ooh. Emery won the tournament last season with Sevilla. Mm. Sevilla have got one of the best records in the Europa League since it's found, you know, since the competition started. So, got to go with this Sevilla team. It's just got a blend of physicality in the middle, brilliant wingers, and backer up front. Do you remember Excellent. also, I mean, that Sevilla team of a few years ago with Jesus Navas, Canute, all those guys? That was a quality player. side. Luis Fabiano. Yeah. Adriano mm-hmm. and Danny Alves. They were amazing. That was a banging team. As a we're going back through some great La Liga sides here. Yeah, we we're going back we're, to the nineties. Retro. That was an amazing side. That was a really, really, really incredible good side. team. Amazing on um, Pro Evo as well. Yeah, they had some. But who else? They had another really good striker. Lose his name, but they were. I top, how do you look team. up old teams on things? Wikipedia, mate. Wikipedia. So. There, there is Dave's little tactical preview. Thank you very much, Dave. That was that was very nice. Uh, after this, we're going to come back with a bit of uh, transfer news and your questions. So a little bit of transfer news then. Today's big story is in The Guardian. So you know it's true. Karim Benzema has been linked to a move to Manchester United. So apparently uh, the Real Madrid striker is viewed by Louis van Gaal as the answer to their goal-scoring problems. Falcao's off. Yeah. He's been sent back to Monaco. Ah, no, he's going to Chelsea, apparently. Well, he's not a Manchester United, that's for sure. To be quite honest, really? Absolute Are you not happy? No, I am happy. I'm so, I'm, no, I'm not happy. I'm sad for Falcao. I really feel that it's not worked for him and... It looks like his career is coming to an end, and that, that's to put it frankly, he's, you, he's been awful. Did you read the? Uh, I think it was a Guardian article I read over the weekend about um, how he's not particularly happy at United, but he does like the fans. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. You Apparently know in Colombia they're saying he's just not been handled right because he's well, El Tigre, right? No, the Tiger, so, which means the Tiger in <laughs> Spanish, and it just means. Oh, and what they're out. saying is, uh, you know, El Tigre needs to be handled correctly. He needs a good handler. He needs like a Siegfried and Roy. And <laughs> I don't think that... Um, Louis van Gaal's not I the man. I don't think Louis, Louis van Gaal is... Is a, a Louis van Gaal the man to handle carrying Benzema, though? What do you reckon, Dave? As a United really? fan, 40 million for Benzema, is that a good deal? A 40 million for Benzema? How old is he? Probably, I think he's about 26, 27, something around ah. there. Well, I, I think that he'd be... That. You know, what he's he does... That, yeah, he's 27. 27. What he does for Real Madrid, uh, obviously vacates the space, lets Ronaldo get involved into that central area, combines them brilliantly. he'll be for United? He could be. Looking at his stats, his stats are pretty decent. He's been directly involved in 73 goals in the last three seasons. Only Messi and Ronaldo have uh, scored more or scored or assisted more goals. So he's That's got a, a pretty stat. decent record. So why stat. would Real let him go? Well, he's never. it doesn't seem like he's ever been universally loved at Real Madrid. And they're one of those weird clubs where... Even if you've got Angel Di Maria, who's one of their best players last season, sell him anyway. Time. I mean, that's the interesting anyway, thing is Benitez let, um, when he moved in at Liverpool, let Michael Owen go, who's the marquee striker there. If he fits with Benitez's system, it could be that they let Karen Benzema go if they can find him. What do you reckon, Lawrence? Do you reckon Benzema could sign if you know? Do you want me to rate it out of five, Adam? Well, you um, can if you want. On a scale of one to five, I'll say a, a three. You mean in terms of likelihood or how good it is? Likelihood. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm f- he's five out of five, technically. He's fantastic. Yeah, it, it, mentally, you wonder if he's there and you wonder if he's the it's right kind of Rafa player. Do you reckon, um, so in the Guardian, he's also saying uh, United will face competition from Arsenal. Yeah. So who do you reckon Benzema would be better off going to? Arsenal, United? He fit Arsenal 100% more. I mean, they play that possession game into yeah. playing with the forward, but then where does Giroud go? 
Well, it's second second string. Second, second string. string. Then, well, no, you've also. I mean, you do have a you've got well four French front line there. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. That is true. But I, I well, that means sure. anything. We're not playing ultimate team. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't Aren't imagine we? him leaving. To be quite honest, I, I think it's very unlikely that Benzema well, will leave. It depends on if Rafa wants This is the thing. Whether Rafa wants him. Manager wants it. I'd almost say it doesn't matter what a manager thinks. This Perez. I think it does with with certain managers. I think you know Rafa Benitez will be is well respected in Madrid, even though he's flogged before. The next bit of transfer news is that Sami Khedira looks set to join Juventus on a free Juventus free transfer. Free is that a good signing? I think it's a poor a poor signing from Juventus because Sami Khedira has been been poor. Hold on, let me explain. He's not been very good for the last season and a half. Juventus recently have signed very talented young players. You know the likes of Pogba, the likes of um, Coman, you saw over the weekend that he had an absolutely brilliant assist for the uh, the first Juve goal, and um, he manages Southampton. It's amazing. Yeah, he's done it all. <laughs> but I just think it, Sammy Kadira, he's old. He's twenty eight. That is old <laughs> for, for me. For, for the, the sorry, I, I I'm seeing this Juventus team as some they're building they're building like a whole sis whole generation of young players that are coming through at the same time. Kind of Morata, four or five years, Pogba, sure. Th- those types of players I just can't see where Sammy Kadira okay. are going to fit into this system with the well, likes of Vidal in there you, Pop, the likes Pop of might be off, with all due respect Dave go on I mean, slam me well no Pirlo's leaving isn't he possibly possibly Pogba's possibly leaving as so well. we're seeing someone else who can sit in Potentially, I just don't think. I just think it goes outside the ilk of current Juventus signings. Obviously, they have signed a lot of players on the free on the free mm. transfer, but it's mm. different. Like, it's age. I'd love. I'd love what, to. See what do you think awesome. went wrong for Kadira at Real Madrid? Just wrong coaches. Wrong In, injuries, wrong. maybe as well. Playing well, he was injured at the wrong time. Yeah. Correct, the amount yeah. of signings that they made at central midfield as well. You know, he was quality Madrid. under Mourinho at times, wasn't he? Yeah, brilliant. It was absolutely. It was when um, Ozil was playing with him. Yeah, love, two Germans. Yeah, brilliant. Brilliant relationship those two had. So that's why Arsenal could be the best place for him. Ooh. Agreed. I agree with Dave. Although uh, I'd love to see him at Liverpool. Oh, yep. mate, Emre Chan and Sammy Kadira alongside each other. Oh, yeah. Two Germans. Who's going to I like it. I like it. Uh, Kadira. Well, I mean, they can rotate. I mean, yeah. um, I mean, Emre Chan is showing forward, he is solid defensively this season. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, the other, speaking of Liverpool, the other big uh, transfer news. This is over yeah, the Rahim weekend. Going, mate. No, the other bit of transfer news was that uh, the Sunday Times, another legit paper, reporting that Liverpool are in for Christian Benteke. So apparently, they are willing to spend as much as thirty million pounds. No, I don't the think they're track. willing to spend. Them. I think that what Aston Villa are saying is he will go. For he will cost you thirty million. Yeah. What do you reckon, Lawrence? Um, good move. If you, so this season, last season, uh, Liverpool scored in excess of 100 league goals. Mm-hmm. This season, it was 50, 51. They scored half that. Yes. Exactly. So, so they think, almost scored almost exactly half. Do think Benteke is the man to, to bring back the goals to Anfield? Benteke is the man to bring goals to Aston Villa. I'm not sure how well he fits the Liverpool system. I think he fits Villa's system. In- I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. 
Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Incredibly well. Mm. Um, I wonder, will Liverpool play the kind of football that he wants in? He needs a... Benteke, it's fair to say, needs a bit of time to get the ball out from underneath his feet. And yeah. Liverpool don't really like players like that yeah. in the Brendan Rodgers side. So yeah. I'm going to say, no, he doesn't fit the system. But And that's the problem, is I think Liverpool actually needs someone who's a more complimentary striker. Yeah, because famously a few seasons ago, Brendan Rodgers moved on Andy Carroll, more of an aerial presence because yeah. he didn't fit the style. Why would Christian Benteke fit the... Well, Benteke is a slightly... I mean, he, he strikes me as a slightly more continental mm. player with a slightly different um, mentality. What you do wonder is, you know... I mean, it's, it's where Liverpool find themselves in the food chain as well, isn't it? I'd love to see him at Spurs, Benteke. I think Benteke would think be good be great. For, for Spurs, I'd say. Oh, so Definitely good. Liverpool. You look at hey. Villa under Sherwood, they get the ball very early. If, if there's an opportunity to whip a ball into Benteke, they'll yeah. go for it. They'll put it in the box. Correct. You can't see a Brendan Rodgers team doing that. No. They, get, they like the ball on the deck. They like possession of the ball. It's a bit different. Benteke's a strange striker that just scores after the 1st of January, but he's been in absolute <laughs> scintillating form. After that date this season, at least look at the mic when you're talking to it. Absolutely bagged goals. <laughs> it's got 11, I think 12 goals since the 1st of January, which is a yeah. pretty decent record, but it won't fit Liverpool. Potentially would fit Spurs. I think him. he needs someone that he needs either, he'd suit someone like Everton that have got decent fullbacks that get forward and cross. Like Lukaku. Like Lukaku, right. but then Lukaku's. Danny big. Rose, Kyle Walker. They're can, always whipping the ball. Can I, can the I dream. ask them, are Liverpool too married to their ideology? And is it at this point where they need to think, well, actually, maybe we need a player like Venteke who gives us a legitimate second well, that, That's because, what Ricky Lambert was for, wasn't it? Well, this is what <laughs> I was just about to say. Barini, not a, not a plan B. Balotelli, not a plan B. Lambert, a legitimate plan B, but not used by Liverpool hmm. so you'd say then Brendan Rodgers is wedded to the ideology that means he's going to need to find a striker hmm. who fits that ideology he doesn't currently have anyone like that outside Daniel Sturridge and you know Luis Suarez fit that perfectly so who's he going to find that he can bring in to fit that you see I'd definitely like him at Man United I think he'd work with obviously Rodgers you can have him mate yes. not, not Brendan Benteke oh, right. I think he'd fit in really nicely we've been playing um Fellaini and this midfield role as an out ball so yeah, we've been hitting yeah. him early with balls from the back I think we need to get rid of that we need a ball playing central midfielder in place of Bente- of sorry of uh, Fellaini and Benteke as an option up front to hit him with the ball our strikers this season have been poor not score- you know Rooney's our top scorer with 12 goals you know the likes of Depay coming in on one of the wings you look at PSV's system as well they played uh, they had, Sem- they had um, De Jong who used to play for Newcastle mm-hmm. him up front bit of a target man who combined quite nicely with, with uh, Depay. So you could see that relationship hit Benteke early, could lay it off to Depay. Depay um, plays that sort of, you know, the poacher role, the, the going in behind, running in behind, staying wide, then running in behind. That could work really nicely with, with a target man in it's there. It's almost pornographic. It's a little bit. Balls I'm getting a little bit, little bit excited. And then obviously we're going to get a new right back in. in so Who? Danny Alves. Danny Alves, hopefully. But he's, Nathaniel Klein got... would oh, be a decent one. Yeah. Anyway. Danny Alves said in his press conference, um, I've already got one head... Half a body and one foot out the door. Call out. I like it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so listen, that's that's the, the the three main sort of transfer news okay. stories this week. Yeah. We'll move on to the questions now. A few questions on the old Twitter. Yeah, questions. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So speaking of you know Brendan Rodgers, Liverpool, all that sort speaking of stuff. Of Sam Johnson asks, is it time up for Brendan Rodgers at Liverpool? No. So at the weekend. Liverpool smashed six one by Stoke. Pretty humiliating defeat. Humiliating. Did it hurt? Caused no. a bit of an inquest post mortem into the whole Not season. Really, no. So do you do you think they should sit with Rogers? Yeah. Okay. Do you one think they should sit with Rogers? One more season. Change one more it up. Season, Dave. 
I think they need, I think they need the right players coming through this coming in this window. They need to make good signings, and I think that's to do with Rogers and whoever makes the things. I think that's key to it. I don't think Rogers was too responsible for the signing of Balotelli, etc. I think no. maybe this season Rogers has proven. Um, look, if you don't listen to me, then it won't go no, well. No. Which, which, which could be good. You could see him being that hot sort of does well one season, then does poorly. Does well, does poorly. Let's also say in the last in the last in recent times we've seen him. I mean, Sterling's not really an outlet now. Um, Gerard in this game certainly wasn't an outlet. Yeah. And I, I'd argue that Gerard doesn't really fit Brendan Rodgers' system. No. So your problem there is he's had to play him because he's saying goodbye um, in the last two games. Liverpool got absolutely thumped. They did. And it's maybe a really good point to say that he just doesn't fit this system. Yeah. He's, it's good that he's moving on at this point. Um, and, and Liverpool will buy a centre back possibly. Uh, move Emery Chan forward. You've got people who can come in, yep. fill the space in midfield. All they, I say, all they need, they need a striker. They need a striker, definitely. And they need to get rid of Barini, Balotelli, and Lambert. Although, you know, if Lambert was to stay, I wouldn't be gutted. That was Liverpool's worst defeat in Premier League history. Yeah, the worst defeat in 22 years. The yeah. last coming against uh, Coventry City, five-one yeah. scoreline. Correct. Terrible day for Liverpool. Yeah. Well, not bad one. Let me ask Good you the next question. Uh, John Salga said, is Sergio Aguero in your team of the season? So Sergio Aguero is the top Premier League scorer this season. Mm-hmm. He was left out of the PFA team of the year. Mm-hmm. Some would say overlooked unfairly. Is he in your team of the season? Alongside Harry Kane, no doubt, up front. Yeah, right. 100%. Over Costa? 100%. Yeah, definitely over Costa. Costa's, the thing with yeah. that shortlist and the whole PFA stuff, it gets decided quite early door. It gets decided before the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. So you see the likes of Costa that had a wonderful start to the season and then uh, a decent middle and then he got injured. Mm. Um, you, you sort of forget that Aguero was injured. The period when they were deciding it, he was out injured and then he came back and smashed it again. Good point, 100% in there, Aguero. Yeah, good point. The best striker in the Premier League. And he's had a better it's season than he had, un- uh, had underneath um, Pellegrini. Underneath, Mancini? And underneath Mancini. Pellegrini's got the best out of him mm. still being injured. Yeah. So, um, yeah. All right, fair enough. I will. Uh, Adnan Qureshi says, which league has better quality and is more competitive, the English Premier League or La Liga? I would argue that you could separate it two and say La Liga has more quality. But really? The, Where? The Premier League is more competitive. You know what? I put the Premier League as more quality and, and more, more competitive. competitive. Mm. I'm going to say, hold on. Let's wait oh, a second. He's going to say, hold on. Hold on. Right, okay, right. So we have Real Madrid, mm-hmm. Barcelona, mm-hmm. and Atletico. Yeah. So Barcelona. And Sevilla, and Valencia. Hold on, hold on. Let me, let me yeah, just right. go for a point. Barcelona would smash Chelsea. Yeah. All right. Mm. And, and Man City a second in the league? Or. or Man City would Man- finished second, yeah. Man City finished second. Oh, okay. They would get beat by Real Madrid. Mm. Mm-hmm. Atletico Madrid would beat Arsenal. Mm. Valencia would give United a good run this year. Dep- yeah, it depends how you look at it, isn't it? If this you face this is the thing. It's, I think the top five, mm. uh, you know, and Sevilla. I think Sevilla are top. Sevilla would beat Tottenham. Um, I think. Would. I think the top five would, would, would beat Liverpool. Is better. Sevilla would beat Liverpool as well. I, I, you know what? So Sevilla the top, in the, the Europa League final. Six put, it, put, this, the... put it this way, Dave. Do you butter your bread all on one side or do you spread it evenly? That's a good point. There you go. No one <laughs> likes a big knob of butter. No one likes... I mean, A.D. Ward certainly doesn't like a knob. But what I'd say is that no one likes a big Steady. knob of butter. Right? I would argue, that actually, I'd argue, regardless of the quality of the teams, we've seen more quality in La Liga this season. This, this season in the Premier League, there's been a distinct lack of quality. 
I'd like to. I'd love to see at the end of the Maybe, year. Yeah, no, each see. position plays each other. Oh yeah. So 20th in the Premier League, 20th League. in the Liga. Then we can decide oh. who wins. Oh yeah, that's interesting. Well, speaking of this, the question from Kim Wees, she says, if you took a La Liga best eleven, yeah. Premier League best eleven, Serie A best eleven, yeah. and a Bundesliga best eleven, which would win? So Bayern be... Munich against the rest of Europe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> actually, that's Bayern Munich that's versus. That's what, that's what well, Bayern Munich versus Real Madrid, Barcelona mixed together. Premier League would yeah, be a little yeah, bit of a mix. I mean, Bundesliga would have more quality. I mean, they'd have people Ooh, from Werder. They'd have people who from... Who would win? Um, who would win? They'd have people from Borussia Dortmund. I'd be I mean, tempted to say. Depends who's managing. Depends who's managing these teams. Jose Mourinho managed the Premier League yeah, team. Yeah, so winning every day of the week. Yeah. I mean, Pep, Pep would be... But, yeah, Pep would be there. Luis Enrique. What about... The and then Allegri from... Oh, that would be a great little match wouldn't it? Why would they do that? Why don't they do that? Well, because Elevens. too many players would get injured, mate. Oh, yeah, It would be awful. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be brutal. sounds great. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure it would be brutal. I, I do think it's the kind of thing where if the Qataris stepped in, they could probably make it You happen. know how they do, the, you know, they do the MLS All-Star game? If you could do a nice All-Star That'd game be cool. with the different leagues. I like, that. Yeah. I like the idea. I, like I do think it's a great idea. I mean, in the I future, that probably I have seen a floated um, Premier League North All-Star team, the Northern teams, and South cool. All-Star team. That'd that be cool, would be a quality thing. I mean, That'd be a really good sort. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go with La Liga 11 would win. This tournament, really? I think that league, yeah, yeah, I think overall, probably you'd have, yeah. you'd have the likes the of Ronaldo, Messi, world, Neymar, so from, yeah. yeah. But think about it this way I mean, with John Terry at the back, they destroy John Terry. The pace, uh, no, but with John, who's who's John Terry's partner? Partner, or oh, it'd be um, okay, Jose Fonte, what's his name, Jose Font, yeah, oh, yeah, probably this season. Top, <laughs> top interceptor in uh, the Premier League, I got him right, Jose. Uh, you're mad, I'm not. This is Skirtle. Skirtle and Terry's not a bad centre back combo. Did you Von- see Skirtle on the weekend, mate? He was all over the place. Vil yeah. Putinen said, Would you rather finish fourth or lose the league on the final day and come second? I think I'd rather lose, lose the league, league on, on the last day and finish second because I'm still second. A team and I got a, a close. season of mediocrity is terrible. Yeah. It, 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 depends where, it depends where you go in those. Uh, at Kazola Assists said, Who should eventually replace Arsene Wenger at Arsenal? Uh, what do you reckon to uh, Jurgen Klopp he's taken a six month sabbatical he could be maybe the end of the season next season Arsene Wenger could leave Ancelotti's always liked Arsenal and he's always said he's Ancelotti he's now free he's out of a job that'd be nice Pep Guardiola at the end of next season might be a good shout who do you reckon's the best I think that's why Arsenal are waiting isn't it Mm, well Manchester City are waiting as well so they've got some competition we were saying the other day I mean imagine Man City and, um, and, and Klopp paired up Cool. Yeah. That'd be some personality mixed with guys who are perceived not to have it. So. How about we talk a little bit about the promoted teams who are going to be in the Premier League next season? Jacob Hill wants to know how do you think they're going to fare? And Rustam Bagarov said which are the most likely to go down? Okay, so Norwich, we've got Norwich, Norwich will up continue their the strategy of investment, right? Mm-hmm. And they will look to solidify their place in the Premier League. What about Bournemouth? We got the the underdogs, the heroes. Bournemouth. I mean, I've said before, I'd love to see them stay up because they're hot. But I think they'll go down. Think they'll go in my head. Down. <laughs> yeah, they're going to go straight back down. Of course. Oh, it's such a shame. I'd love to see them stay up again. You said the same about. It's going to be Bur- They're going to do a Burnley. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah. Uh, defensively, they just don't have enough quality defenders. I think that mm. they, they can survive at Championship level, but there's a step up. Um, defensively, and I think they've got Eddie Howe, mate. They, Eddie Howe. It's the players. I think that's the problem. They've got Matt Ritchie, though. I think mm. Matt Ritchie's going to set the Premier League alight next season. He's the top assister in uh, in the Championship this season. A pretty decent, decent little winger. Scored some pretty explosive goals from far out this season. So yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. What about Watford then? Watford again. They've got a lot of ex Premier League players, haven't they? Yeah, they keep you off. They keep you off. Premier League players now, aren't they? Work. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, yeah. I said they do. A, they'll do a QPR. 
Let me ask you one final question then, which is a good one from uh, Lorenzo Castanon. He said, should the Premier League have playoffs? Now, when I first saw this question, I dismissed it straight away. I was like, no, no, no. But thinking about it again, the end of this season has been a bit stale. Chelsea were champions from the off. So maybe, although we could have the champions crown champions, you know, based on the league form over the season, what if there was a playoff for those Champions League places? Because it feels, you know, what if Tottenham, Southampton now were in a playoff for the, you know, the, yeah. the Champions League qualification. That'd be sick. That'd be a pretty exciting finish to the season, do I think? So it's quite, some real drama. Quite similar to how the Eredivisie works out the Europa League places. They there have, like, I think it's, I think it's fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth. Mm-hmm. All play each other, oh, I'd love but to that'd be that. that'd be pretty awesome for those. So that you're saying the top two in the Premier League would get Champions League. I think mm-hmm. they, yeah, they'd be nailed on, and then, and then the, the other two positions, third, fourth, fifth, sixth. Yeah, now that would be nice. I think that would give like yeah, it'd be such a, people would really be pushing for those sort of six positions when they Swansea, you know, all that. It would make the competition at that top of the league instead of just top four and uh, you know the rest are sort of you know you're cut adrift. Mm-hmm. I think a playoff would be yeah, problem, one problem with that is if you have that situation where Man United to go go away to Hull mm-hmm. in the league let's say right mm. and they know that if they win they're going to mm. get a harder opponent than if they lose if it, if it were to work out the way that season for example well, I think they used to have a random draw don't you and I think you've got to do it on position of league for playoffs really to be honest oh, what about another thing okay at the other side of the league what about having a fourth relegation playoff place like they do in Germany I like that. now that would like be that tasty well. that's, I like that dra- yeah maybe it's a bit but, but like the, like the Newcastle drama. deserve to have to do something for their, their obviously yeah. they, they, they did get, they they did get a, uh, above Sunderland so they weren't actually fourth bottom but they were pretty awful yeah, so Sunderland months. would be in it so Sunderland would be in it and then you'd see you just see this terrible lottery so you can have Sunderland versus Middlesbrough the loser of the playoff final versus the I suppose it does I suppose I see what you're saying there is that you want to make the overall league more competitive more right? drama at the end uh, yeah then that makes sense but I, financially it just messes up so many oh, clubs it would just be exciting Anyway. Or does it level it out because more and more clubs get more and more money because more and more teams go up and down? There you go. Listen, that's all we've got time for for the questions this oh, week. Great. If you want to send in questions for next week, uh, hit us up on Twitter at the front free with the number free, not the word. After this, we'll come back and do some uh, talking points. Whoop. Okay, so we're back with the talking points. Dave, you are up first. You want to talk about watching football. So, I'm going to give you a bit of a story here. Go on. I was watching football at the weekend, mm. and it was absolutely awesome. Saturday was awesome. Sunday was awesome. On Saturday, you had the, the German relegation battle. Hamburg were trying to you know, survive. They'd, they've never been relegated ever in Bundesliga history. The only team never to be relegated. They were fighting relegation. Mm. You know, the... What I was, what I loved about it was all the games kicked off at the same time, and you were going from one game to another game. There was a goal in the Stuttgart game, right. they fly over. Then you, there's a goal in the Bayern Munich game, and you fly over there. Yeah. Then you go to La Liga in the evening. You have Barcelona beating Deportivo two 0 and then yeah. Deportivo, sorry, winning two 0 and then Deportivo coming back to again survive relegation. Yeah. You know, Admiria losing to Valencia, brilliant game there. Obviously, all interlinking all the games. Then the Premier League less thrilling on, on Sunday with United and Hull. That was an awful game. Yeah. Don't go back and watch that. But what I want to ask you Don't is why can't Jonas. Jonas Gutierrez? Why can't we have games at three o'clock like that? And why can't we have this we German do, this German scorecasting where we can watch it on the telly? Because of because of the way that the Premier League was set up, Dave. So that's 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 the reason why the Football League, the standpoint of their on, is because they don't have it at three o'clock because they think it will drive attendances down at games. And I think that is completely wrong. Well, no, it's not true, is it? 
it's not true well, in mean, its own right. Well, they don't know for a start, but I guess also part of them would say um, uh, uh, they're probably going to argue that that because they're making more money from Sky directly. So yeah, that's one thing you've just mentioned, Sky. So uh, Virgin Media apparently went to Ofcom and complained that yeah. these three o'clock kickoffs weren't on the telly. Apparently, forty-two mm-hmm. percent of games um, were missing out on yeah. that are at that three o'clock. And I think it's a it's an important thing to potentially move the game on. You know, obviously we're behind Germany now. Dave, we, it's hard to break the monopoly that Sky have. That's what we need to do. Well, I mean, to crack you it. say we need to. They've just they've just paid for another <laughs> yeah. deal. So I mean, you've yeah, got a long time to plan it. Well, BT yeah. are coming yeah. in, but I'm sure BT will do a similar. I mean, that's part of the problem is that these guys all want to ensure that the problem is they all want to ensure the financial future of their business, right? Mm. And the Premier League have not very astutely not really ensured the financial future of their own. Look at the NBA. You can watch the highlights of the NBA next day on the website. Sorry, NFL as well. You can do exactly the same. You can do that over here, but you have to pay for the Times or Sun subscription. Yeah, but that's my point. You want it to be free. That's my point. Well, I think if they owned it and they syndicated it in such a way, mm. they would still be able to get people to pay for it. It's just that they've not struck, they've not been clever enough or forward-thinking enough to hold the correct rights and look at digital rights, etc., yeah. etc., far mm. forward enough. They've basically gone, right, what suits us right now? Brilliant, TV, that works. Right, what suits us right now? Internet, right, that works. We'll sell this, we'll sell this. Because it suits certain people. Who does it suit most? Rupert Murdoch. Who gets them? The Times, the Sun. Who owns yeah. the Times and the Sun? Rupert Murdoch. The interesting thing with that, like you're saying, that they did, didn't, they haven't strategized. One thing that they need to do, hopefully, you can get someone in, in the FA that is smart or the Premier League that is smart further down the line that will think of these things. You know, you mentioned the Sun, the Times, that's selling um, football, football content, goal content on a mobile device. Mm-hmm. Why have they not thought about that properly and then said, okay, right, we'll sell that to them on the Premier League website? We'll show all the goals from yesterday. Obviously, you've got this whole match of the day problem and all that. That's an absolute mess. But that seems the like we're in that, the dark ages. Well, well, part of the problem is that it was, it was always a good idea to keep match of the day. And I really hope this happens. I hope it's a good idea to keep match today because that's on a public service broadcaster in yep. Britain. That not, might not matter to you outside the UK, but in in England, that's something that people really worry about: is the the sanctity of public service broadcasting. And keeping match of the day on ITV or BBC is vital yep. because it keeps it free, basically, and that well, relatively free as long as you pay your TV license. Um, if you put it on, and this is what's going to happen with BT Sport. I mean, I know they're going to give away certain games free, but. Right. The Champions League is not going to be on terrestrial television because at I- all. ITV have lost the right. Because ITV have lost the, lost the right because they did not protect them. My point would be that the the, the money is all fucked up. Yeah, I think football. I think I think they've they've fucked it up. The Premier League Sky have did. fucked it up. Well, I mean, and, it's well, the Thatcherism. Sky have let them do that. Words. But anyway, I'm going to again blame Thatcherism. Rampant Thatcherism. Bloody Thatcher. Bloody Thatcher. She ruined the North and now is this she's your, ruining the South. Is your talking point Thatcher? Or have you got some... some no, my talking point oh. is... Um, is uh, Pro-evolution? No. It's... Um, <laughs> it's we, I mean, I had to come up with one just off the top of my head because I didn't, I didn't have anything I really wanted to talk about this week. Mine are teams of the decade roughly between um, 1996 and 2006. 2007. So basically, teams of crazy question. The, the millennial decade. Basically, I've got a few great suggestions. Go right? on. So, well, we this this show in a, alone, we've come up with Sevilla, we've come up with Valencia, yeah. we've, we could also have come up with um, the Yellow Submarines themselves. Oh my god, I forgot about Villarreal. Villarreal. That was Raquel brilliant. Mayen. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Do you know Pascal Sigan? 
Yeah. What other great guys in there? Um, mm. Who else played for them? Um, Giuseppe Rossi, Nelmar. There you go. Nelmar played for them. Yeah, yeah just crazy so, good players. Anyway, Sorin, the left back. There you go. Quality, yeah. quality Again, player. Again, there's so many people who stand out in there. Do you know why? Because that was some. They were some real quality, technically gifted football players. Um, AC Milan. Yeah. AC Milan under Ancelotti was uh, Pirlo. I mean, yeah, not not only under Ancelotti, on a manager as well. Pirlo, Cafu, Maldini, Nesta, Gattuso, Kaká. Ambrosini Van Bommel came in at one yeah. point um, Ibrahimovic was there for a while I mean I know it was Inzaghi. later on not really with Shevchenko yeah. Alexander Pato was a young player in, that, <laughs> in those seats I'm, I'm not kidding I love Kaká Kaká was quality yeah. think about it. that is a that is a a, a creme de la creme team Cafu Ooh. basically what we're talking about here is Provo 3 Provo 4 teams who's your favourite Provo 3 4 team mine AC Milan, Chevchenko, and Inzaghi up front. Possibly Chevchenko yeah. alone up front as part of a midfield five just behind him. I think off camera Dave mentioned Inter Milan. They are banging. Yeah, they're pretty good. They Who's their forward? So you had, you, you played a 4-4-2 diamond. You had Stankovic in the hole. You yeah. had Rakoba involved. You had Adriano involved. You had Julio Cesar involved. It mm. was a brilliant, brilliant team on Pro Evo. You could score from anywhere with Adriano. You just pressed the shoot button and flying. He, he was ridiculous, wasn't he? He was quite ridiculous. One team that we haven't mentioned that is probably my team from that period would be Neverkusen. So that great Ooh. Leverkusen team that got to the Champions League final and obviously lost that brilliant Zidane goal. You know, the likes of Bernd Schneider, Oliver Nouvel, you know, Bastuk, Balak, Ziroberto, mm. Lucio, all I these like players that. that are uh, absolutely brilliant. It hangs your butt, one of the goalkeepers that takes penalties. <laughs> absolutely Sorry. brilliant. Who's in what butt? Um, <laughs> uh, also, one sec, one sec. Ooh, what, are you what about the old Real Madrid team? I've just I've just tried to find the. Uh, I mean, we've got Beckham, Zidane, Raúl, oh, the, the Galacticos, Ronaldo, Figo, Guti, um, Samuel, actually... Roberto Carlos was in there. Oh, yeah. Do you know when they th- when you think about that team, they never actually won yeah. that much, did Anything? they? Yeah, well, they yeah. won the Champo League, didn't they? But that uh, not with not, not with Beckham, Beckham. No, not, not, with Beckham. not when Beckham actually, was no, there, was before, wasn't it? So then, when I first came here, Champions they won, they won that league title with Capello. Yeah. But they, they didn't actually win very much for the, the amount of money they spent and all these incredible players. Going back to our president problem before. Hey, there you go. Exactly. 100%. It, it comes around, doesn't it? It's all just the circles. It's just a it's big president problem. They won um, the computer game. That was very good. I like that. A few hipster teams in there. A few Prevo free teams in there. I'm just trying to think of a few great teams. There was... Galacticos we talked about I mean Galacticos yeah there, there are other just hidden sides why don't you tweet us tweet us out of the front free let us know who are the greatest teams of the last 15, 20 years we're talking about now aren't we well I mean also if you listen on SoundCloud the best thing I love is that when it goes along the time yeah you, you see can people's put a comments comment popping, in up. popping up so if you put your comments in like a little cool. cluster here listen cluster my talking point the most important talking point because it? it's mine yeah. I want to know what your moment of the season is so has there been one moment this season where it's just you know it's been Breathtaking for you. The emergence of Harry Kane for me. That's my bloody, oh yeah. shit. Uh, no, actually, that's not a moment. You see, I've got a specific moment okay. in mind. Dave, you got any moments of the season in mind? Was it Messi's performance against Bayern Munich in that first leg? Was it Juan Mata's kick? I think, I think that's <laughs> it. I, I, you know, I was, I, as soon as you said that, it Juan Mata at one field. What you know? That what was a great goal, goal, wasn't it? What a brilliant yeah. goal. Di Maria played Moment. that ball through. Everyone Ooh. forgets that. Di Maria played a perfectly weighted pass. But I think I'm going to go with Lionel Messi versus Man City in the first 20 Ooh, minutes of that game. Man City. That he was, was insanely good. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Lawrence, you got any moment of the season for you? Um, this is a hard one for me. It's very hard. I mean, I'm happy to see Juve go through to the final. 
of, yeah. um, of the Champions League. Moment of the season was them beating Real Madrid then? Um, in a way? No, not really. <laughs> um, I mean, it's going to have to be something Premier League based. Uh, it'll... Gutierrez's goal this weekend. Gutierrez's goal is a big one. I interviewed Jonas the week good. before that, you know, and I was so nervous that Newcastle would lose and then we wouldn't be able to put the interview out. Oh, right, um, right. And I think he was very nervous about that as well. I mean, he didn't actually that. score the goal that secured their... No, so but he did, sort of, he did that I know, obviously it's incredible. Stop them... Yeah, stop yeah them right, 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 yeah. I mean, it, well, it essentially just stopped them from being nervous in the last yeah, few minutes. Yeah, it was game. done after that. It was done. Yeah, which is great for them. Yeah. Um, so there's moment. that. Did you see when he uh, when he celebrated? He sort of uh, he was running towards the bench. You're thinking, oh, maybe he's gonna Hug him? high five no. John Carver or just acknowledge him in any way. No, just ran I mean, straight. He ran past him. him. Yeah. Can we also <laughs> maybe, what about? It's a dangerous Alan game. Pardew being a moment of the season. Ooh, no, big pards. No specific moment for me. Well, the moment Alan Pardew was just recognised as Alan Pardew at Crystal Palace, a pretty good one. Yeah. He's, he's had a pretty good run of form. I'd be interested to see what he does with that team next season. Um, I think Coutinho has scored some great goals. Yeah, yeah, scored some absolute good moment. As a United fan, I think the performance against Tottenham in the first half, absolutely, that was our best performance of this season. We started with such great tempo. We killed Bentaleb and Ryan Mason, mm. the defensive midfielders, didn't give them an inch of space. Fellaini scored a brilliant goal in the left channel. Mm. David think, De Gea is leaving United as well. I mean, he's had a, he's had so many had moments. Quality you know that you look against Everton, oh, save man. against Raheem Sterling. It's, it just goes on. It absolutely goes on. For me, my moment of the season has got to be the story of the season is Harry Kane, right? Yeah, what a player. But the moment was when. He headed in that goal, North London derby. It's one all, two one. Harry Kane. That was like the the peak. What a day! It was peak Kane. Peak Kane. It was peak to do that in the North London derby, and you saw how much it meant to him. And the fans were loving it. Oh, what a moment! Got to mention Ronald. I'm biased. Yeah, but that's not a moment. You know I mean, it's not a magical moment. You just what you were watching it live, and you were like, oh my god, they've football! Got, bloody hell! Some good goals. When they absolutely took apart that team you know the other week, who did they take apart? Who were getting relegated? Football, I bloody love, hell! This is it. Football, Aston Villa, bloody hell! Southampton. Ooh. That was football, oh, bloody hell! Two minute, two minute something at two minute forty nine oh, second um, hat from, trick um, from Mene. Mene, yeah, absolutely. I mean, insane. that's record. Yeah, ahead of Robbie Fowler. People Fowler. thought Robbie Fowler would never be beaten, but he was. Unfortunately, by someone who. Ultimately, that was quite. Won't simple. be the same kind of player. Whoa. I think. Be, of, I think next season he will be one of the players of the season. Yeah, but, he, yeah, but what I'm saying is, you know, Robbie, <laughs> Fowler, Fowler. Robbie Fowler was a Premier League legend in that sense. You know what I mean? Sado can do it. Well, we'll see if Sado Mane can do it. Yeah. I did love uh, when you're talking about Man City, Mane, Mane. Lionel Messi in that game. The the specific moment was when he nutmegged uh, James Milner. Yeah. And he cut to Pep Guardiola in the Celebrated. crowd. And he was just like, couldn't, he couldn't believe what he was seeing. Pep Guardiola. He, he was, was like, James Milner's so it. good. You can yeah. see his mind. Going, How could he fucking nutmeg him? Go on. Go on. Sad moment of the season. Both Ooh, falling Klopp. over. Oh, Klopp leaving Brussels. Oh, no, I, yeah, opened, I cried when wow. watching his speech. Wow. I, he recorded it, didn't he? Because he... Yeah, didn't want to. But it was, become it was overwhelmed. But it was weird. He, he seems like such an e non egoic man. Yeah, and there, there, was a, there was a lovely, um, I don't know, just some lovely shots of him watching his own speech with the fans. Mm. Yeah. It was quite weird. It was like he was like, "Yeah, it's not me," and he yeah. kind of looked up at the screen. And it was like, "Yeah, well, you know," because he said in the interview he didn't want to do what he did at Mainz because at Mainz he gave a speech when he left and he yeah. started to cry, yeah, he welled yeah, yeah. up, couldn't get yeah. his points across. I mean, it was just a, it was a lovely end to this to a lovely, you know, brilliant team. I think we'll remember that, that Dortmund team mm. similar how to remember the Leverkusen team. 
you know, yeah. get just just missing out on that Champions League glory. But obviously, they did win the league twice. Some quality players in there. Top top players. Yeah. Another moment I want to chuck in there is uh, it's actually more of a picture. I don't know if you've seen this picture. It was when Danny Welbeck was playing against Manchester United, oh, yeah, with the, the first game, yeah, and he missed. Quality. You know, all, all the talk beforehand was can Danny Welbeck finish? Yeah. You know, that's why Man United got rid of him. He threw on goal, missed. Uh, it wasn't an easy chance. A difficult no. chance. Just bobbled wide. He's got his hands on his head. Mm. All the crowd behind. Yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Oh, that amazing. Fernando Torres returning to Atletico Madrid. That was pretty nice. Great moment. That was yeah, nice. I mean, I know he's, he's sort of well. petered off since then, but that's yeah. that's great. That was a lovely moment. Yeah. Um, AC Milan, weirdly, just win- I mean, AC Milan have had some good moments towards the end of the season. They have some good results. It's been pretty recently. horrible. Well, it's been a pretty horrible yeah. season. Yeah, Dave. Yeah. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Let us know what your moment of the season was on Twitter. I'm trying to think at what the front free comment on SoundCloud. Let us know what your sort of you know that. The defining moment of the previous of the last season. A defining well. moment would be what? Raheem yeah. Sterling not oh, signing yeah. a deal. Yeah, oh, but it's not again. It's not a moment. We're, you know, not Frank like a moment Lampard we're seeing. Was a defining moment of the season. Well, Coming what back was the moment? Yeah. Like, what was the moment you saw? What's was... the defining moment of the season? No, no, no. Just like okay. Can I ask, can I ask this? Um, are we doing this? Are we doing the summary next week of the best bits of the season? Probably after Champions League final, I reckon, because I think that's going to okay. have a big bearing on. Can I ask a question then? I want people want people to give us their suggestions Go for ahead. the final review Go. of the season. What's your um, what's your form? Excuse me. What's your formation of the season? Cool. What's the formation? Oh, that yeah. Because do you remember a few years ago it was four five one. Everyone was playing yeah. four five one. It's not four five one anymore. It's four two three one. Four two three one. Statistically, that's the most frequent. Yeah. Formation, formation of choice in FIFA what, as well. But they, what I'm saying here is, don't ruin the question before it's even been asked. Oh right, I mean, right, sorry, sorry, know, sorry. A, 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 get people to comment. You know, is, is Allegri with his three at the back? I mean, all those. Oh, I like it. To hit Listen, that's all, that's all we got time for this week uh, thank you so much for listening to episode 6 of the podcast can you believe how far we've come guys 6 episodes uh, 6 weeks man. where can the, where can the good people find more of your work Lawrence go to lostcast.com L-O-Z-C-A-S-T and I'll see you there and <laughs>